All right, so today we welcome Chris Jackson to the show. He's going to come on here and tell us best practices that he uses right now during the coronavirus to really manage his assets. There's just so much to dive into, so many things that we need to prepare for and think about that could potentially change the landscape of how buildings are operated across the country. So dive in, listen closely. He brings a lot of great tactics, a lot of great resources, and a lot of great thought tracks for what should be done, what you should be looking at today to make sure you're maximizing the use of how you're running your properties. Okay, here we go. Good, good. Well, let's dive in. I got this recorded to go out a little bit. We'll get this out Okay. more from there, but wanted to dive in here, talk a little bit about what you're doing out there to really be proactive right now Okay. for your properties, for people that are maybe thinking about how to combat some of the possible scenarios that could come down the pipeline, right? Could be that tenants, you know, this, this all wash over, everything's fine. That's probably not the scenario, but that's one, right? Other one would be that, you know, this goes on for a couple of weeks, but still there's interruption to a, to a number of people out there who are, who are liber- literally um, living paycheck to paycheck. Yes. Uh, three, they get some government assistance. Um, four, Potentially, they could, in fact, um, make payment, but they decide not to. Um, five, maybe they pay. Maybe they pay some. Six, they just can't make any payments, and now there's that scenario as well. So, talk us through some of the mindset right now, some of the talk tracks you've had through your team, if you're if you're able to, and, and just some of the helping steps that potential operators maybe could look at when faced with some of the scenarios coming out. Cause that, that's of course the, the rent side, but there's also potential on the lender side where there might be some other opportunities there too. Yeah. I mean, I think that the first thing is um, just to get everybody kind of in the same mindset. When I'm, when we're moving forward on our properties right now, and Jason, you and I have talked about this is, let's get some knowns out there. Like we all know wherever your state of your property is in, let's just assume whether it's happened or is going to happen. I think it's nationally now, but you're not going to be able to evict somebody for, for two months, let's say minimum. Okay. So like you have to go into that mindset. I I think sometimes landlords get into a state of like, this is unfair. Just accept it. That's it. Sure. Like, like, like just know that that's what's going to happen. So knowing that you have to basically expect an increase in economic vacancy. And that's just a known, accept it, kick the can, be angry. Now let's move forward. Um, Like, so one of the things, so the things that we're doing right away is any sort of CapEx project that is, is not emergency is it's off the table, like shelved. We're not doing it right now. It might even be at the level we we're not doing this on one of our properties, but um, I would think along these lines, if you had something else, which is, uh, sorry, I'm going to call it. Uh, if you were going to do a, like two roofs and they were going to cost you 40 grand and you really need to do them, but you can get by by spending 7,000 on a whack-a-mole and buys you a year, I'd roll it. Got it. I, I really would. I would just not outlay that kind of capital. Contain the war chest right now. Uh, Are you trying would, and, and potentially looking at leasing units? What's that? Are you turning units, you know, the available units right now? Yes, we are turning available units. Like we have seen that the traffic, 
we're seeing spike in interest, people interested in looking around, but we're seeing a slowdown of people willing to actually move right now. And I think that that should be uh, pretty expected right now. Um, so, but we are seeing, we're actually getting a lot of residents that are supposed to move in for April 1st worried, is their unit still available? Is everything okay? And actually our answer is yes, but we've had to go to some of our notice to vacate that we're going to vacate that unit, make sure they're leaving because now you have the humanitarian piece of this that says, what are you doing to that new resident that now is, you wanna keep that existing resident, they're not wanting to move, yeah. keep them, keep it occupied, but you have to solve another problem here where you have a resident that wants to move into your community where maybe you don't have the exact unit type. We actually made flexible decision right now. We have a three, uh, three bed available, a two bed, uh, a resident that wanted a two bed wants to move in for April 1st. Notice to make it doesn't want to leave. We're keeping and we're giving the three bed for the two bed rate. Got it. And we're asking like, just don't broadcast it and like that kind of thing. But like, Phil, Phil, like create goodwill with a new resident, uh, stay occupied. So uh, in, in addition to reducing uh, big CapEx items, which I think is pretty obvious for most people, they're going to conserve capital anyway. Yeah. Uh, I would say well, it, we have just now, it's basically emergency maintenance only. So that roof scenario, let's talk about that. Are you, so you're going to do the duct tape option, understood. Are you waiting a couple months to see if before starting that project, or are you just still just going to like, hey, roof's got to be done this year. Um, you know, I don't know how immediate it is, but, but if you can buy a couple months, are you, are you going to wait for a couple months and then do the, the duct tape just to give yourself some guidance? Maybe it all clears up and you can do the big one, or are you going into it? I'm just saying, still going ahead. I'm just doing the, 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 the temporary option. Uh, in our scenario, actually, it turned out we didn't need to do the big roof, so we could get away with doing the, uh, the $7,000 fix, so we chose that. But for somebody that's in the situation that if I'm, I'm getting into the mindset because I've been there, uh, if you have to do the roof in a year or two, but you can get away with buying a year with seven grand or so just on fixes, um, the way I would earmark monies is I would be looking at how do things go in April, reevaluate. How do yeah. things go in May? reevaluate. I don't, I don't, I actually think I'd probably be not thinking about that. What are some talks right now with management in terms of collections? Generally we have a, um, all or nothing on rent. We don't take partial, sure. just, we don't do that as a process, yep. but now going forward, how are you assessing? Rent? Yeah, we've, we've actually had a lot of success on the, uh, all or nothing. And it really actually, uh, we have a property that we own for 14 months. And after inst instituting that over the last year in the last three months we've really seen our collections just go down because of that and right now yeah we're gonna we're gonna adjust that it's it's about communication with your residents you're gonna you, you gotta draw a bit of a hard line look for look for evidence of hardship but at the same time though you got to be lenient that if you see somebody that uh you know might be high risk of higher delinquency and they show up with 500 instead of 800 i think you should make the executive move of taking it yeah absolutely and i agree and looking at that even with the eviction stuff so evictions do you know turn up in six to eight weeks you have to think about it here the the courts are definitely going to be more lenient than they are stringent you know no, no matter where you are uh, for the tenant base right and that being said do you want to go in there and look to evict 
30 people who maybe had hardship that weren't bad tenants that just had hardship, right? So, and then you're now you're going to be faced with higher turn costs, of course, higher vacancy all across. So there, there's a, there's going to be a game, if we'll call it that, or a, a, a balancing act of, of trying to do your best for tenants, right? In a hard time, yes. keep everything operating and functioning, and then now make a good choice about how to pivot when we do start to see, the, I, I guess, the light after all this. Yes. I mean, we don't have a known right now. So you don't have a known of when it ends. So you have to base your decisions based on an unknown end. So, yeah. and, and listen, we're landlords here. So I know that, that some landlords are going to hear this. And I just, I've seen, I've seen it with a lot of chatter on Facebook. So I want to just address it like, but if they don't pay rent, I have my mortgage. Like, I, I get it. Like, checkbox. I, I, I get it. Like, you got to understand where we are in the power pendulum of things. Like, let's, let's be humans here too. Like I get it. Like we're, we got mortgages, everything like that. The properties have big mortgages, but the States have come down humanitarian crisis. Like it never unparalleled job stop checks are coming. Yes. Like once the checks come, I think you, you can be, and you can see what kind they are. I think we can be a little more like you did receive that thousand or two thousand, but that's a little bit of unknown yet. When it's going to be a shocking moment because you got to think about it, right? And we, we, had, we talked about this offline, but tenant gets a check, right? Yes. Doesn't know if they're going to have a job again. You think their first call is going to be like, let me, let me call my landlord and get them paid, you know? It's going to be quite interesting. But if you look at it, I mean, there's a couple things to the advantage here that, that maybe we, we just have to not freak out about. You know, I, a lot different 12 years ago, right? When they were overbuilding and that we, we had a, you know, ex, you know, a surplus of housing. Now, we can't build fast enough. There's a ton of housing. So people are literally have to find somewhere to live and there's just not enough places. And, and you need to, and you need to stand on your uh, ability to and, and reputation of being a good owner. Hopefully you are work. And that is true, Jason, that like you, you provided a great resident community experience and that uh, hopefully this isn't the first time that you're starting to communicate but if you continue that communication, you let them know, like, listen, we're going to work through this together. Uh, you know, we are aware that the stimulus bill did just come through and you haven't paid. Like, we're going to note this and add it to the eviction file later with that probably, we hope, won't really be looked too kindly on in the future yeah. when things start processing. So let's do this together. Like, so, but if, but in lieu of, I don't think, I don't know, are the checks coming in the next 10 days? I, I'm not aware of that intel. No, there's some talk track and I, I don't know, but after, after April, right? So April okay. 5th, 6th, 7th, whatever that means. So we'll, we'll see quite a uh, interesting first of the month. Well, also look, we're, we're preparing for a defensive strategy to handle anything. Like I, I think one should be doing these calculations. If you're not, you're just, you're not getting into the mode that you need to. You need to go into a place of worst case scenario and then come back from it and see how you go forward. But you should be doing calculations of how much money do you have on hand if nobody pays rent at all. Yeah. What can we do to be not just defensive right now? Yeah. So uh, to be not just defensive, you do those calculations to see where you land. And then you try to, I think it, I'm going into the mindset of actually, I think we're going to be surprised at our, 
uh, uh, occupancy, economic occupancy. I think with our steps that we've taken with reaching out with the residents, mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as we think. What is the talk track then reaching out the residents? I mean, just let them know that you're taking care of things like you know, that, that safety is of a concern that uh, we closed down the leasing offices. Uh, that's protection against, uh, you know, like we have the, you're trying to protect your staff and the residents. So there is no more human to human communication at the leasing office. They're still there. So you can get somebody on the phone, but we've closed those down, closed down the clubhouses. Uh, you closed down those common areas. We unfortunately it's sad, but we had to put um, police tape around the uh, playground. Yeah, interesting. You know, uh, just just as a precaution, try to limit the uh, amount of people coming together. And and we we have children at the at the uh, community, so we put that up. Um, do you do a marketing spend right now, trying to trying to get tenants in as quick as possible and available units? So we have we have uh, we have two different scenarios on uh, two different properties, which is probably a good example. One. We, uh, we are so economic, economically occupied that we don't have many non-vacant units. That's a good, but at the same time though, we are marketing and doing it and, and promoting our reputation out there, keeping the uh, reviews online positive, seeking out positive reviews because positive reviews have a positive momentum effect. Sure. So that when you have a unit that comes vacant, uh, you're going to be at the top of the list and, and people look at your community where they want to live. And on one of our other projects, we were in the middle of a big reposition where actually we're kind of in a good, we're in a good spot where we w didn't want to actually lease up. We actually wanted to do a lot of the work to do all the units at once. Yeah. And right about now we would like to start leasing up. So what we're doing is, is pushing, uh, pushing out a marketing campaign through a variety of sources, uh, definitely have apartments.com. We're, we're launching that now. And uh, that's going to, that's going to be a pretty high spend for some people. Maybe, uh, I mean, when you have the bigger units, it doesn't seem so bad, but uh, when on smaller units, it may seem large, but it's like $600 a month uh, for plus 80 units. But we see a lot of traffic come through there. And what we're going to do is offer incentives. This is an idea for people. Uh, we have an idea for both properties, but uh, you have a couple of arrows in your quiver. One being uh, a sight unseen price. Like, get the pictures. You don't have to walk through. If you do a sight unseen, uh, pass the application, uh, the deposit, you give a, a concession on a on a sight unseen, and you have 24 hours to. If you get there and don't like it, you 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 can say forget it. Cool. Like I didn't like it. But that I think will get more people in the door. Online? Is that what they're doing? What's that? Are they filling out application online? Yes. Yeah. So they're getting that all done online. So they're basically getting approved before they come over there, and then on that point, coming, you know, filling out, say I want it, putting down, and putting down application fee on that point. They can come over and they can go day one and just say it's like it's almost like the thirty-day mattress return, right? Yeah, exactly. Like like a one-day return, but but they were willing to commit. They they like the pictures. Uh, they fill out the application, they lock it up, but um, once approved or not, uh, if they're approved, they have 24 hours. What has been feedback from management company? What, what has been some of the talk track with management? So right now it's been mainly in prep mode. It's, it's actually more positive. Like I, I think that I, I'm not hearing doom and gloom, really. 
I know that there are going to be the stories here and there of of worry from residents that they that that they're worried about paying. But we'll see when the stimulus checks come, and that might be in time just to make up for the rent. So I don't I'm not sensing the worry yet. I mean, it is ten days away, which in this timeline feels like three months from now. Yeah, it does. Right, <laughs> things went so fast. That's why this is an interesting talk, but it's ultimately all the scenarios that we're going to talk through here, it's going to be a combination of something that's not going to be exactly anything. So, yeah, I mean, we might look at back at this. I mean, we, like I, I'm, I have no problem. Like in, if, if it's four days before or two days before April 1st, we may look at this talk and be like, yeah, like look at how much things have changed. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. That's okay. Got to make decisions for today on what you know today. Uh, one thing I suggest everybody else do is, uh, we were getting really, really efficient at picking the right unit turn. It was called a classic with a pop. And it had like expensive lighting fixtures, uh, paint, two-tone. And for that price, approximately, uh, you're going to fluctuate from condition of unit, but uh, approximately about 1800 a unit, classic with a pop. And we were getting the best rent pushes with satisfaction from the resident of what they were receiving for that because the light fixtures made such a difference. Yep. Um, however, we're moving forward and the only thing we're doing right now is just classic. So you can do clean steam and paint depending on the condition of what you're getting the unit in, but on average, you can probably roll that for like 800. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Keep it so the unit is efficient, clean, serviceable, um, but I'm definitely not pushing premium right now. You know, we, we had a um, we, we had a rent premium program going into place coming up in April. We completely stepped back on that. We walked that back. We're just going in turn, just getting, working on occupancy for, you know, we don't have many, but the, the five units across these two properties side by side that are available right now. Um, you know, we're working on just getting them online in classic manner, getting them, putting them in rent and seeing what the response is and, they, you're right. They are still leasing out there. I mean, there, there's people out there, you know, you did just have for people that did do their taxes, they just got their refund. There's a number of things that are pushing in that, in that, in that light right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do think that's going to continue with the trends, um, but it's going to be interesting. I think the, the shakeup that's going to be super interesting is when we come in there and we come into the point of having the quote unquote, the check squad, right? Is this one month and it's two months because a lot of these people who maybe are out of job or, or you know, were sidelined from jobs, if they're not working at the, the Walmart or the Home Depot or, or something, yeah. what are they going to walk back into? You know, if they were working for the local plumber who hasn't had work for two months, I mean, they may not have a job to go back into. So now I it's mean, you can, you can do some tricks too. Uh, say you have a resident. So also this is going to be where we get to knowns and we're not there yet, but just keep these in the back of your, you're keeping it as an arrow in your quiver. Um, you have a resident that, has had no delinquency history whatsoever. Uh, you can do something like, um, okay, you're, you don't have to, we're not going to proceed with eviction or just begin the process, even though nothing's going to happen, but uh, we will tack on this rent and advertise it over the next 11 months. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Right. Just the, the plans are going to be different here instead of the, the all, it's just how can you do it? Right. So it might be, some point here, so we'll push this in, you know, if they're coming up on expiration, we'll push this to the back, but you know, with a sign on a six month lease or something just to get commitment from them across. Every, the every owner is gonna have to pick where they are on their scale, where they wanna do on their property, what is their resident mix. Uh, you can have a certain mix of government subsidy too, and right now that shouldn't be unaffected at all. So 
it's depending on that type of, of resident uh, as well. So, I mean, you don't, you may not have to worry about that if you have 70% um, government subsidies. So um, you can also do things. I, I heard a landlord say this, we're not implementing this, but uh, if you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you know when it's going to end, whenever that is, you want to keep residents and not move out after you after there could be we'll see what the dip is maybe it's not bad but let's not assume it's going to be bad but if if you have to go through a dip and you see the end of it you could say i mean you could you could keep people by saying like month forgiveness i'm not saying we're doing that but there are sure i mean th there's things you can do to navigate what's going to come ahead every owner is going to have to decide where their limit is yeah i love that Awesome, man. Any other notes before we jump off this? Yeah, let me just see if I have any uh, good ones here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really, like, if you feel like you have a resident or two that, uh, or three that have a good experience with you on how you're handling the situation, I would reach out to them and ask to do a uh, positive review on your uh, resident Google reviews. I think you need to be proactive and ask for that. That's going to help. That's um, right so you do want to push out the good word so we yeah. are working with tenants but you do want that to carry through because that's going to search and that's going to trend faster because it's you're going to everybody's going to have a dip in some capacity and quote unquote is going to be the rebound right so you can be defensive for so long but if you're just defensive you're going to be stuck in defensive mode and you're, and you're never going to get out of a, a sunk hole so having yeah, that's that, right you, you can shorten your you can shorten the effects of defensiveness yeah yeah you want to you got to play that game right like you know, it, it's everybody talks about you know defense wins championships, but it doesn't. You got to score yeah. the ball. You know, like so, like so for that point there, right? Like it's nice to have, but how many how many uh, championships can we go back to where? Oh yeah, just the defense, not that many. So for that point, we we can do it for a certain point and then line it up. All these things here. So going on the classic turns, doing a little punch right there. Um, doing talk tracks with your tenants, doing workout plans to keep them on board so you're not having a high turnover, pushing on a marketing plan so you can keep tenants in front of it, having Google reviews from tenants that you've worked with through, walking that through to make sure that's in the game, having a constant talk track to understand really um, where certain tenants are at and certain tenants aren't, you know, so you can make sure you're doing the right thing across the board for tenants to make sure that it's fitting for a scheme. And then also doing things like if you, have a three bedroom, but you know, you can lease it um, for two bedroom pricing to get a family in there. You do it right. So better to have, you know, occupied paying is better than not, not occupied. 100%. I mean, you're thinking about the difference between something that's like maybe $150 a month, like that you feel like you're giving up. But if that unit goes vacant or you didn't solve another problem, you have a thousand dollar Delta in one month. Like yep. be smart about that. Exactly. Right. It's <laughs> awesome, man. Good. Great stuff. Let's see. We'll talk back in about a week here and uh, see how upside down everything is from here. Maybe everybody gets paid 10 times with their own accident and then <laughs> we have the opposite problem. And also I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be shy about reaching out to your loan service providers or your loan holder and just talk through, like, I just want to be in communication. I'll mm -hmm. let you know how things are going. Um, I think everybody's afraid of, of, of banks and you should really be pushing for a relationship with your banks right now. No, I called my banks and I said, listen, there's no problem. There's no issue. I'm uh, part of anything right now. I'm just doing this as a courtesy call yeah. to understand what you guys are working on, what you're hearing from your side. And they all appreciate the call. Yeah, man. You don't want to have a call later. Like, Hey, didn't tell you, by the way, 
we have this issue. It's better to say, hey guys, you know we're going through, we know we're going through, everybody knows what's happening right now. This isn't a surprise, no, no shock here. We made that call with 95% economic occupied with $26,000 of unit turns paid for by the property in the month of February with profit, and we still made that call. Yeah, exactly right. You got, you know, it's, it's better to be in front with everybody and have a, have a constant talk track so you're not behind the eight ball when it comes into it and say, hey, by the way, now it's catch up. Why don't you call us before? Oh, you know, just kind of see how it goes. Because no? think, think about the loan servicer. If they haven't heard from you and suddenly you're calling when everybody else is calling, they're triaging. Yeah. It's true. Exactly right. <laughs> They're going to answer the call because they, you, they'll, they'll go back to you and put you in a priority because you spoke to them. Well, man, to continued health, here we go. Everybody stay right. healthy. Stay happy. Good times. Care, guys. See you later.